Your greatest moment in life, defining moment in life, is before you. You are, you are not finished. You're not finished. You just begun. It's not over until God says it's over. So don't be lukewarm, double-minded, and looking back. Get all excited because everything is, everything is on time. Everything is on time. You hear me? Everything is on time. He will make all things work for the good of them that love God. He will turn your ashes of a failure, of a disappointment, of a disillusionment, and turn it into something beautiful. Something beautiful. I said, He's going to give you beauty for ashes. So we, we are just so blessed. There is nothing to, to, to be anxious about. You just walk in the Spirit and you do it all right. Welcome to Today in Biblical Prophecy. We are blessed that you're joining us and we have something very, very special for today. You know, we're in the series of Dr. Mawiri as the Last Day's Prophet. But we today are on a working ranch in Texas in search of the red heifer. My name's Andy Wallace and today I'm not with Dr. Mulweary, but I'm joined by Pastor Ray Bentley from Maranatha Church, his daughter Annie Stone, and they flew in from San Diego and we're here and have been here this morning hunting for the red heifer. Behind us, this is a working ranch and yep. you'll see horses when they've gone out and brought in the cattle. They've, they've had a herd of about 20 or 25 heifers very young, probably two to three months old. They've dwindled them down. The rabbis were here. Five rabbis from Israel had flown in to look at these red heifers, and they've got about seven that they found over here. Yeah. We believe they're supposed yeah. to have seven. What does that number seven mean? Perfection, yes. completion. We believe that they have found that with others here in Texas. Very soon they're going to be looking to get them to Israel. Yeah. Well, the rabbi, Isaac, he comes up to me and he goes, Pastor Ray, we have a problem. I said, what? What problem? He says, all of the red heifers are kosher. <laughs> so I said, that's a good problem. A good so it's been an incredible, heifers. I can't believe I'm here. We're surrounded, surrounded by, heifers, by, I'm in Texas. I don't have a cowboy hat. I need to get one. And I'm surrounded by red heifers. And we're talking about the Bible. We're talking about the end of the age. We're yes. talking about the coming of the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. I mean, this is the biggest thing, as Robert has said, I, that's happened in the last 2,000 years. And here we are. All right, so here's my first question that I want to ask you. We know, you two know, I know, Dr. Mori knows. We've taught the Daniel timeline, and we understand that we're in the final seven years of the tribulation period. During that time, there's got to be a red heifer found. Tell me about that. Tell the people in the Old Testament where it's found and tell us why it's so important, Ray. Well, <clears throat> look, I, I think that uh, as Robert has talked about, we've talked about the Abraham Accords are the beginning of that, that final peace deal that is, is kind of cementing, it's coming together. So the next thing that has to happen is obviously 
there, there's going to be a temple, there's going to be sacrifices. But even before that, there has to be a red heifer. Mm -hmm. It's in the Bible. It's in Numbers, the book of Numbers, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Mm -hmm. And God told, uh, actually God spoke to Moses and Aaron. He said, I need you to get a red, a pure red heifer that has no blemishes uh, and it has never had a yoke put upon it mm -hmm. um, and that is clean and healthy and take it outside the camp and there sacrifice it. Uh, and then you can begin the services of the tabernacle and worship and come into the Holy of Holies and the tabernacle of Moses. So why, why did that have to happen, Andy? Um, because before priests could go into the, uh, into the temple or into the tabernacle and begin sacrifices, the whole nation of Israel was guilty because of the sin of the golden calf. Yes. So how do you have priests that are going to now go in with all these sacrifices and Yom Kippur and all of that if they themselves need to be cleansed. Mm -hmm. So we believe that the red heifer uh, really was to cleanse the people and therefore to cleanse the priests so that they could begin sacrifices. So before we think about, oh, you know, the, the temple or the tabernacle of David or the sacrifices coming, there has to be the sign that it's ready to come is to find a red heifer, which they haven't found for over 2,000 years. Right. And it has to be pure red, mm -hmm. and then it has to be sacrificed outside the camp, mm -hmm. which we know literally to them is, you know, it says it had to be the Mount of Olives. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in 2,000 years, mm -hmm. there is now a piece of property available <laughs> to Jewish people in order to do the sacrifice from the Mount of Olives where you can see over the Eastern Gate into where the temple once stood. Yes. And this has been a project they've been working on for over a decade mm. to get the place. Mm. So now all they need is the red heifer. <laughs> so, you know, so funny, Isaac and uh, Hanan, Rabbi Hanan, are saying, look, we were bringing some very high rabbis from Israel mm -hmm. who have very, very uh, well-respected status, uh, who are coming to inspect and see, is this real? Is this legitimate? And uh, they said, it doesn't have to be from, from Israel because this, this was the sacrifice that even goes back to the Noah uh, laws yes. uh, and, and the Noahide laws or whatever. So Gentiles are part of the deal. They go, well, listen, outside of Israel, we don't have a lot of red heifers here. Where do they have red heifers? In America. Where? In Texas. So here I am. We're in the middle of this big, beautiful state of Texas, <laughs> surrounded by thousands of red heifers who are talking to us even now. And wouldn't you know that now they are saying and confirming, we're in the process of confirming, they have found the red heifer, and they're getting several of them. They found seven. Yes. Because within the next year and a half to two years, they want at least one to be able to qualify to make that sacrifice. And then everything's ready to go mm -hmm. for the ultimate beginning of, you know, the tabernacle of David, the mm -hmm. temple, uh, the sacrifices. I mean, now you're in the middle of the book of Revelation. Yes. So that's where we are. It's incredible. I can't believe it's happening. Annie Stone. You flew in from San Diego with your father yesterday. Yeah. I picked y'all up early this morning. You're on a working Texas ranch. As we look out here, there are cattle everywhere. Beautiful. All right. You just got to see in here rabbis wrangling yeah. 
rolling them upside down. Right. We'll be posting some pictures and some video, Wrangling. okay? Wrangling them and then inspecting yeah, them. They're... Tell me what you think about this. What's your thoughts? Well, me and my new friend behind the camera, we're just discussing, we're fighting back crying in tears because you can feel the presence of the Lord here in this ranch with cows being wrangled down. Rabbis here, you have Gentiles and Jews coming together for such a time as this, just as it was prophesied the last days. And because it is written, right, you know, this is what the Bible says, because there's a lot of Christians who don't know the Word of God. They're going on their traditions of men, religion, and the Bible says that these things will take place in the last days. So that is why we are supporting. That is why we are here. And we are to bless Israel. We're supposed to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So we're watching these things happen. And it's literally like my dad's series, Step Into the Story, where we're walking into prophecy unfolding. I got to tell one of the rabbis, I said, we support you, we pray for you, we stand with you, and we are watching prophecy unfold before our very eyes. So it's, um, it's surreal. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right, Ray, we were out here, and as we said, there were five rabbis that are here. And one watching from Israel, <laughs> who is whose dad started the Temple Institute? So, so they're zooming they're, in, or zooming in, yeah, yeah, zooming in on him. You're going to see all this on video when you take it back home and show your people there and everything. What it, what what's your thought as a as a longtime pastor? Mm -hmm. What is your thought about the fact that now here's rabbis, Jewish rabbis that practice Judaism, that don't necessarily believe in the Bible yeah. we do, but that were telling you they love the fact that you're here with them, yes. that they respect that. Talk about that a minute, how that goes together. Well, <clears throat> you know, I think that uh, for them, you know, they, they, there's not that many Jewish people in the world, about 14 million. They feel very small and somewhat isolated. There's been a lot of persecution against them, which obviously is the sign that God, they're a sign. They are a sign. As a people, they are a sign. The rebirth of Israel, I mean, th this is the first time in 2,000 years that there's been an Israel. For nearly 1,900 plus years, there was no Israel for Christians. Uh, the last time there was an Israel for Christians, God himself was walking on the planet through his son, Jesus Christ. So we're living in prophetic times. We're living in biblical times. So we are waiting and watching for confirmation. Uh, and I believe it's all coming together. It's all converging. It's all blending together, layer upon layer, piece upon piece is coming together to say, we are living in the time when the Messiah is coming soon. Mm -hmm. So as we had uh, uh, Rabbi Isaac and Rabbi Hanan at our church mm -hmm. with, with uh, Robert, yeah. and we're talking about, yeah, we're excited because and we're very open with them. Look, we're Christians. Mm -hmm. No surprise, for the last 2,000 years, we believe Jesus is the Messiah, mm -hmm. but we believe he's coming back. And you, you guys believe it will be the first coming of the Messiah. And I like what Robert said, that when the Messiah comes, we'll look at his passport and see, <laughs> did he get it stamped already? Has he been here? Like, you know, and we know that he has yes. and that he is. Mm -hmm. But I believe that we are called you know, because there's some Christians go, oh man, this is leading to the temple of the, you know, it, the temple of the Antichrist, mm -hmm. it's not of God, etc., etc. So let me start with this. In the book of Revelation, chapter 11, it does not say the temple of the Antichrist. It's not the temple of the devil. It's called the temple of 
God. Every piece of furniture in the temple is a mirror of heaven. It's a good thing. God is going to use the rebuilding of the temple to, to really speak to the world because His glory is going to come. And uh, so we don't need to be afraid of that. And I believe that, that we're not to run away from the Jewish people. We're to walk with them in a journey. And only the Lord can open their eyes. So to me, it's like the privilege of, you remember the story after Jesus rose from the dead and he's walking with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. They had lost all hope. They had believed and we saw the miracles and then he died and it's all over. And they did not know incognito, the, the stranger walking with them was in fact Jesus. And he opened the scriptures to them and he said, well, this is exactly what the prophet said must come to pass. And finally, they broke bread and as he gave them the bread, their eyes were open and they saw that it was Jesus. So that was, that's what I believe we're doing now. As Christians, we're walking in relationship, in love, in friendship with the Jewish people. We can't open anybody's eyes, but we couldn't open our own eyes. It's by the grace of God that our eyes were open. And by, by walking with them in love and in relationship and in blessing, that's where the fruit will come that God will reveal himself as he will uh, to all the people. Annie, we've talked before that, that you know people that believe in all of this stuff and you know people that say, no, I don't, I don't believe all that. None of that has to happen or anything. Tell what you would tell people about this experience, about being here now, about seeing this done. Tell the people what you would say to them. Well, you know, I mean, it is like what Robert always says. You want to go into the Word of God and live by it is written. We want to be a people who are living by what the Word of God actually tells us. And there's a lot of things where you have to humble yourself and come, you know, asking the Holy Spirit who guides and leads us into all truth to open our own eyes, to be in a place where we're teachable, where there might be things that we haven't even realized that have gotten in the way of what the truth actually is. And so it's in a, a place of submission and you are Lord and your ways are mysterious and not my ways and letting him open up and show you in scripture what he actually says. So, you know, an experience being here today, that's the only way we could come is because we have done that in the word. We've had some things corrected and adjusted in our own thoughts and, and humbled them before the Lord. And he's shown us and revealed by his spirit in his word that these are the things that are going to come to pass, that this is actually what God's will is. And, you know, like it says in the word that the Jews, their eyes have have been closed for us to actually come into the fullness of the gospel. And so that time of the Gentiles we know is coming to a close and their eyes are going to be open. The Lord is the one who gets to, to reveal himself to them how he wants, when he wants. And he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, it says in the book of Peter. So we go to the word, we look at it as written, and we see that this is a way that he wants to reveal himself to his people. He's going to bring his glory to that temple that we are waiting to come, to be built, for the Messiah to come to. And like you said, it's not the Antichrist temple, but it is the Messiah's temple. It's the Lord's temple and he's going to reveal himself to his people in his way and the red heifer is a part of it. That's the next key that needs to happen for the temple to actually be built again. So, yeah.
You know, you heard uh, Pastor Ray tell us, go read for yourself the book of Numbers, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, and you'll understand why we have the privilege of being here, why the rabbis are coming here, why it's got to be done, because the it is written, as Annie said, the it is written says it has to be done. Give me a couple of final thoughts, Pastor Ray. Okay, here's one thought to connect us as believers in Jesus. The red heifer is a type of Jesus. Mm. It's mentioned in the book of Hebrews. I think it's yeah. in chapter nine. But the red, what is this, you know, a red, uh, spotless, without <laughs> blemish, pure red heifer sacrificed for the sins of the people. Mm. That's a type of the Lord Jesus Sounds Christ. like what he came The for. purity of his blood. Mm -hmm. It is unmixed. It is unblemished. It is pure and it is holy. And then specifically, the Bible, you know, God is the one who told Moses and Aaron, make sure you sacrifice it outside mm -hmm. the camp. <laughs> and where was Jesus where was sacrificed? Jesus sacrificed. And, and what does it show? There was a rejection. Mm -hmm by his own people whom later he will give a revelation and they're going to say what we we did what to our king and to our messiah and that will be part of the heartrending they shall look upon him whom they have pierced and they shall weep and mourn for yes. him as one mourns for their only uh, begotten son yes and that day and that hour is on its way amen and amen dr mawiri wanted me to Tell everyone that's going to watch this that you need to share this with your family, with your friends. We are in the final seven years. We are in the last Shemitah. You've heard him say this over and over. And he wants people to understand that this is another prophetic marker of finding the red heifer to take to Israel to sacrifice for the water purification for sins, for the rebuilding of the temple. He wants you to share this and let other people know this. So please do that. He sends his greetings. This is our final uh, Q&A that'll take place before Christmas. He sends holiday greetings to everyone. Know that the prayers of the saints are powerful and they're working. He wants y'all to know that he loves you very, very much. I'll do a couple of logistics here, but I just want you as my pastor, my mm -hmm. great friend, to close us in a word sure. of prayer for the people, Pastor Ray. Yes. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for what you are doing. And I thank you that you are giving us the opportunity to step into the story. Not just read about it, uh, learn about it, have head knowledge of it, but that you are such a, you're the greatest storyteller yes. of all time. You made the greatest story of all time. Then you wrote yourself into your own story through the birth of Jesus Christ in the little town and village of Bethlehem. And now you're bringing us as your sons and daughters to be able to step into the story of what you are doing, to rejoice in it, to be participants in it, to be filled with your peace and glory. So thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' mighty, wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Before I do logistics for him, tell us again about Maranatha TV. So um, you mentioned stepping the story. Yeah, How do people so, see that? So if you, you know, th there's an app. Uh, when you go search for it, it's Maranatha Chapel TV. It's free. And then there's a series I've done called Step Into the Story. Mm. So it's a series of about 15 uh, videos and teachings on everything recently happening, literally in the <laughs> last the couple of years on the journey. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's accelerating like I cannot believe. 
Uh, the red heifer is a part of that, That's right. and uh, you will absolutely love it. So watch, watch those and blow the trumpet. Mm -hmm. The king is coming. Go there and look at that. Don't forget, if you want to know what's going on here at Good News World, you can go to Dr. Maury's YouTube page or his Facebook page. You can see all of our Q&As. You can get Dr. Maury's uh, Sunday sermons. He's doing a series right now on overcomers and on how to step in to the exploits that Daniel 11.32 tells us we're going to have. So go there and join that. As always, we love you all and we thank you all for viewing. Share this with others. Have a Merry Christmas and a joyful New Year in Jesus' name.